Well, let's get this party started. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. With the Bruce and the Yang. Welcome to Getting Tabled. I'm your host, The Bruce. I have nothing clever to say this week. I also am joined by Thunderboy. Hello, people. I got invited because Captain Socks is on a date with his missus, and George is just lazy, being a dad and all. They're both being lazy. How dare real life take precedence over a podcast? I mean, really. Yeah, how dare they? How dare they? I know, right? So, once again... Thank you to everybody that um, shares our content and joins in with us every fortnight. We're going to start off by going through a little bit of the news. Newly received or noteworthy information, especially about recent or important events. And we start off this morning with... This is a really weird one. Reaper... Reaper Minis. So this is your Reaper Bones, and they do have their own paint supply source as well. They've mm-hmm. introduced what they're calling a paint pokey tool. So you know when your dropper bottles get clogged? You've got, like, a thing to... It's like a needle to, to unclog it. But it's automatically cool because it has a skull on it. Yeah, but this one into the bottle. That's the big difference because of that skull. Yeah. But what I haven't realized, you also have uh, pins for sewing that do the same. The color, they can't pass through the bottle either. And they're, uh, well, you, you get, get 20 or 30 for a couple of bucks as well. Uh, yeah. So that's more I mean, look, I can, it's an easy way for them to make money. Um, yeah. It's something that people are going to go look at and go, I know that I can do it with a toothpick. I know I can do it with a sewing needle. Yeah, this looks cool, and it does. Yeah, it exactly. does look cool. It does look cool. It does look cool. Uh, actually, I expected them to do their uh, Reaper uh, logo on it. Just being a skull, everyone could bring it around. You couldn't even put it on as a as a pin on your jacket if you wanted to. You because, could actually. Uh, That'd be very easy. It'd fit in, with, fit in with pretty much any law you wanted to make out. It was. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I get it. I, I've probably done this myself. Something. And just yeah. skull Plus, it's bit. only five bucks. American. Yeah, well, yeah. So it's only four euros. It's it's still four more euros than I would pay for it. I mean, it is essentially a very simple tool, but with a skull on it. We're making fun of this, but like, it, it does actually have a place. I just find it amusing that they've released this product. Yeah, yeah. It it, it is funny. That they've done it, and I do appreciate it. But it's, yeah, yeah, I, I had a good giggle about when I saw it online. Yeah, TT Combat have also showed off the next releases for Drop Fleet, which is a resistance battleship, which is really pretty, and a battle cruiser that's also pretty, and kind of looks like it's a flawed that's a sword that's been thrown pointy ways. <laughs> so, sort of. Um, I did have a little bit of fun with uh, Lewis on, on uh, online. Uh, and we were, apparently he very much loves the new Cairo, and that's why it's, uh, it's a skill comparison. But uh, in the uh, in the original uh, post, he called it a Berlin. <laughs> so. Yeah, I missed that. Lewis, yeah, well, I, I missed that too. But uh, one of her, uh, the community members at uh, uh, Dropfleet uh, Commander uh, Facebook group uh, pointed it out. Uh, and as so, someone that listens to this podcast, I'm sure he's going to be extremely pleased that you pointed that out yet again. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tor Angel uh, is the one to blame, and I, I'm happy to to bring it out. Apparently, he had a rough. Uh, he had a full year already, but it's only uh, no, well, 19 days young. But he's probably he probably missed uh, the change of the year. Yeah, being so busy, we should yeah. send him some so, chocolates. So the the resistance battleship and battle cruiser are both out for pre-order now there's pretty much every well the main ships at least are out now there's not really much i mean obviously your monitors and stuff aren't out yet but they've only just come out for everyone else 
You can mm-hmm. legit make a battleship. You can like legit make a fleet now. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you already could just by kit bashing a bit. And some people, well, that's uh, true. and some people were lucky bastards, and got them at uh, events. Mm-hmm. So there have been circulating pictures of them uh, online. Yeah, it is cool. Look, TT Combat. I don't know the last disappointing release that they had. If any, I mean, I'm sure that there's something because every company has something that somebody's not going to like, but they just keep on hitting everything on the head. Yeah, yeah, I think think so too. And uh, let's hope they keep this up. For anyone uh, that's doubting, know, we're not sponsored. Something. I just am a fan. No, I really like like the modularity of the, uh, the resistant battleship. I thought it was a uh, more dreadnought size, but it's it's fairly priced and. Uh, yeah, it's it's tempting me to to go into resistance. I'm not going to, but it's yeah, tempting me. I'm tempted too. I'm not going to lie. I have been tempted for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now we're on the topic of uh, TT Combat. They also released uh, something for Carnavali terrain, a monstrous big tower, some Germania tower. It's well, I'm trying to figure out how high it is. Looks is like this the one that they said uh, is the biggest kit they have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it looks like it's nearly two feet tall. So if it falls over, you crash it. You you'll uh, crash quite a bit of your models and other buildings. And it's only thirty five pounds. Yeah, and the detail is still cool. You can transport it in pieces, and uh, yeah, it's very cool. So. Thirty-five pounds is sixty-six Australian dollars, or for people on the other side, it forty-five dollars and some change in Trump dollars. Uh, for me, it's if, about if we're if, if we're um dollary dues, then I get to come up with names for the American side of things. Yeah, yeah, okay, you can, you can. What will you call the euro then? Uh, the euro is already a boring name. Yeah, okay, true, true that. So, uh, the other thing that they did is uh, paint stations. True, actually, yeah. New paint stations and uh, uh, one new design and one bigger design. So one, I've done some vertical ones and some horizontal ones. I prefer the horizontal design technically for these sort of things. Um, I think... Like the bookcase one is probably my favorite. Mm, oh, well, I don't have the space for it, uh, but well, who has um, the space for anything? Nah, it gets cluttered up quite quickly if you don't keep track. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it's still probably my favorite of the bunch, though. Yeah, yeah, I can understand that. Uh, the actual paint stations are amazing. There's mm-hmm. uh, there's a cheaper one at fourteen. And there's a larger one at 24. I definitely prefer the 24. It looks like... Look, I have one of these that was built by an Australian company whose name escapes me right now. But building this one looks like it's going to be a lot easier um, and by a huge margin. Well, I because still have... Because it's in the middle of what I can see. Yeah, I still have my original Games Workshop one, Citadel one. Uh, is that the one that goes in the closed by a plastic case? No, 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 no. Uh, the older one, it's, it's also MDF. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, no, that was, uh, I did never have that got, one. I got it when it was 15 or something, thing, and it's still doing its thing. I use, uh, at the moment, I just have it in a drawer uh, bec- yeah, because I'm doing terrain. No use for it. That's but, fair. Uh, yeah. I, I did have the time the square plastic box one that had the giant demon on it and you take the lift mm-hmm. off and flip it over and it was meant to be a paint station. It, it was good. Um, it did not suit my needs at all. Um, the vibration caused on the motorbike, I had that much um, super glue and paint go through it that it was unusable after about oh, 12 months. Oh, too bad, too bad. There are other companies that make uh, yeah, movable painting stations, even with lights in it. I saw a couple of, uh, at Crisis. It was really cool to look at. Um, I, I can't remember the name. I, I, I have uh, more kind of like a suitcase. 
Uh, oh, okay. So you can pull it in out. You you have uh, drawers and things like that. Uh, it's been on on tabletop once or twice as well. Uh, but this was another uh, other version of it. And the word crisis, and I, I can't uh, remember the name. I, I should have looked it, it up. It might have been the one that was on Kickstarter a couple of years ago, maybe. I don't, not that I remember. Could be. Could be. Yeah. Not sure. Yeah. So, maybe on for the moment, though. Are you congratulate someone. looking for work and do you love Marvel Crisis Protocol? Because Atomic Mass Games are looking for a game producer. I totally volunteered my service. I don't know how I'm commuting from Melbourne, but I totally volunteer my service. Uh, I, I have no idea if I'm qualified. Probably not, but I'll, I'll take it. No, um, I, I am genuine, though. That there is actually a position going at Atomic Mass Games for a full-time game producer. Uh, they kind of put it up as, do you want to fight Dr. Doom and Loki? Um, fighting against deadlines and stuff, but... Look, if you're living in that area, um, what's WA stand for? Washington? No clue. I can't remember. But if, you, if you're out that way, which obviously none of us are, but um, it's definitely worth looking at. Moving on to what is probably one of the most talked about things in tabletop gaming this week, which is a Kickstarter that's currently sitting on $1.649 million. 3,000% funded. It's currently sitting at 24 million Australian dollars. And it's Hero Forge 2.0 full color custom yeah. miniature. Now this is an interesting one. Like, Hero Forge is to date as far as custom minis is concerned. They're no longer the only company in the market, but they are they definitely the biggest one. They have a wider range. There's another one called Eldritch Foundry. But their range is not quite as large yet as far as the pieces that you can choose from. Um, this particular one is bringing 3D color printed into your options, which is it's interesting. I have some concerns, and I'm not the first one that's going to mention any of them, but let's talk about some of the more positive stuff first. You get a miniature on the table right away, and no need to worry about the three color max minimum. Yeah, because it's literally printed with whatever colors you want. They have an example of the software that actually shows it to be used. You can literally pinpoint the color just like you would in Photoshop. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's it's as customizable as you're going to get uh, with the technology that we have right now. You also have the option of a professionally painted one, which I think is a tad worrying because they could get themselves in some serious backlog troubles there. Um, there's no way of knowing, but... You can There's very few companies that end up offering that that don't end up regretting it. If you you pledge uh, $149, you get one hand-painted custom miniature. Or for the same amount, you could get four 3D printed ones. Hmm. Um, so there's a big difference between that. So the, they have taken that into account, I'm seeing yeah. here. So. Look, I think it's fair to say that with the costs that you're looking at, most people should be scared off by it. But if they're not, they can end up with a massive backlog. That's that's the thing they need to be careful with. Um, it's also worth noting that there is a significant difference in quality of the miniatures between the two. Um, the professionally painted ones are at the same level that the current is, uh, which is... SLA resin printing quality. It's really good quality. Um, 3D color printed cannot reach that same sort of detail. Um, the pictures yes. that they show on the web, not yet, yeah. Um, the pictures that they show as examples make it clear that there's a big difference. They're not trying to hide it. Uh, no, it's no, using, it's- literally, it's using the Shapeways stuff. So this, the quality of this stuff is fairly well known. It's not a new technology like it's being suggested that it is this has been around for a little while mm-hmm. but it doesn't matter it needs to be used a lot to perfect it more so this is an this is a good chance to get it yeah perfected so maybe in a, in a year or five you might not see the difference anymore and quite a yeah. bit of uh, pro painters will well scream at it but it could also not be because well 
there's only so much you can do on a computer. Yeah. It's also probably worth noting that at least with technology where it is now, it's not going to be possible to do fully colored SLA printing because it all comes from the one liquid unless there was a way of having it be color reactive or something when it's being set somehow. But I don't see how that's going to be possible anytime soon. I only want to remind you, uh, I have a laser printer, uh, an ink printer, and it uses liquid as well. Yeah. Three three primary colors plus black. Yeah, but SLA printers don't work the same way as they do. That literally sprays color onto a a page. Yeah, it does. But uh, if the nozzles get more precise... uh, uh, yes. Trick. So you, you, if you have one molecule per, uh, uh, if you could do it per molecule or per micro droplet, then yeah, you can mix all the colors you want at the spot. You might need need four nozzles or something for three day printing and be precise uh, into less than a micro. Uh, Micrometer, are these in English? Micron, yes. Yeah. The, the, so. the other side of that argument, though, is that you need to either have the laser or an LCD screen that's going to be possible to work at a literal instant. Uh, whereas yes. at this particular point in time, at a base level, the LCD is the only technology that's cheap enough for most people to use. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean company level. But if no, we no. was to have this at home, yes, um, and lasers are just stupidly expensive. Um, if you had every resin color under the sun, and it was fast enough and accurate enough to drop and set at exactly the right time, um, I guess it's certainly possible. It's yeah. above where we are now, though, and I reckon we're that, that that's years away. Uh, uh, let alone at a be, reasonable level, would, price-wise. If you would compare it to the position now in use for making microchips, the, the newly advanced microchips, talking about um, 50 million at least for one machine or something, oh, yeah, 100 easy. million maybe even. So uh, to get that much investment out of a single machine, it needs to yeah, uh, produce quite a bit. Or you need to just uh, go to the high-end market, but yeah. yeah. I mean, look, this technology—I mean, it is impressive. I mean, mm-hmm. like I said, I have my issues with it, but there is a massive market for this. It's yeah, currently yeah. sitting on one point six million dollars. There's clearly a market of people that either have the skills to paint but don't want to, or don't have the skills to paint but don't want to play with something that's grey. Either way, it's giving these people an option. I mean, we've all been at a point where we wanted to start a new project but really can't be bothered painting something. Personally, I would never go for this because it's not aiming for me. It's not even really aiming for our demographic, but this is a really big sign of where the future's going. But the, yeah, the detail may not be super awesome right now, but give it a few years... It's it's better than I can sculpt at the moment. Yeah. Oh, well, I, I refuse to sculpt. I have no skills <laughs> in the area, and I'm not going to develop them. The so, only other hey, thing there. on this that I was going to raise mm-hmm. is apparently G-Dub were given first dibs on this technology, and they passed on it quite heavily. Um, Shapeways is who's doing it. I don't know if it was Shapeways that approached them with it, or if Shapeways purchased it after G-Dub passed. But this has been turned down by our industry, which is interesting. I mean, it doesn't surprise me that G-Dub passes on it, but if they had it exclusively inside, it would have eliminated one of their biggest risks right now. Might have. Yeah, I don't know where you got your information, uh, the Bruce. You, you haven't mentioned that where you heard this. Um, I heard this through on Tabletop, and I don't know who their source was because they didn't mention it for obvious reasons. It came from Ah, within. Ah, okay. Got it, got it. Yeah, yeah, why would they pass? Maybe I'm not surprised that they pass. 
I'm really not. Um, G-Dub, very much, they have their own product. Uh, they want to keep as much in-house as possible. 3D printing, even at the highest level right now, is not comparing. I mean, it's really close, um, but it's still not quite there yet. And I doubt that G-Dub would be the company that would want to take that up to use it in-house because then they would get the accusation of having their quality drop, which is the last thing that they'd want. Yeah, considering the price, uh, I'm checking the, the, the number of backers per, uh, per pledge level at the moment. Most people, about 8,000, uh, just went for the uh, deep printed model in color. Yeah, or, which is um, $39, $39 plus postage. Yeah, plus postage. So that's quite expensive for a single uh, miniature. Uh, and considering GDub isn't uh, is already not cheap in industry standards. Yeah, I can see why they pick. They chose not to, but they might regret it in a few years. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where it goes. It's probably worth noting because you can check. You can check this for yourself. The original Hero Forge Kickstarter, uh, starter rather, was $35. So mm-hmm. it's only gone up by $4 in, okay. what was the date of this? Uh, four years, four and a half years, because it was April 2015. So that that's not too bad over four years. And it, it's yeah, certainly a better product now inflation. than it was then. Hmm. I mean, it was always a good product. Just a bit of inflation. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's an extra service. So, yeah, it is, it is. Yeah. So. The date that they're showing here is between May and June this year, but it's worth noting that this is the date the software will be released, not when you will receive your mini. Actually, there's another one here that says March. There's obviously an advanced... Oh, this is if you want to download only. So the software will get released, and then the pledges will start getting distribute it out um if you choose not to back it you'll be able to use it through hero forge as you do now but it's going to be more expensive as you would expect because that's kind of what the whole point of kickstarter is yep it's an interesting thing though yeah it is but let's go on to something else because we want to congratulate someone on becoming laser forge miniature who was uh, a sponsor previously on the Hot, uh, Hot LZ. Uh, he's uh, changed his company name from Model Exchange to uh, LaserForge Miniatures. Uh, I'm disappointed that you didn't pick up on my reference there. Oh, I, I completely missed it. Yep, <laughs> Congratulations, your Model Exchange has evolved into LaserForge Miniatures. It's a Pokemon reference. <laughs> Oh, old school, old school. Yeah, I know. I couldn't help it. Yeah, Alan's, he's consolidating things. The business has developed a lot over the years. Uh, It's transformed quite significantly, especially now that his laser products are out there. We've talked about them a number of times, even on this podcast as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, He continues to do fantastic work. Yep. Postage kills it for me. Because I'm in Australia. That's not his fault, though. Um, but the, the product in drop fleet, as far as third parties is concerned, nobody even touches him. Blots have some options, but their their products don't touch Laser Forge. Not uh, it's, even close. It's where you push your effort in. He play. He also played drop fleet, so I know uh, know the guys from uh, Blots uh, didn't. So mm. that, that's that's a difference. But uh, his yeah. new web address, laserforgeminis.com. Yeah. So, laser. So it is a dot com now, which is yeah, going to help because com. when people used to search for it all the time, they found somebody that wasn't him. Yeah. Um, and he's working to go offline as well. Insert exciting noise there. Um, uh, I still wasn't 100% sure what he retailer. meant by that. Oh, no, uh, sorry, he, that's right. He's he, looking he, at developing a storefront. Yeah, storefront. So it, maybe he'll be your local friendly gaming store owner uh, in, a, in a short amount of time. He's, uh, But it's, uh, it's a work in progress. Yeah. So congratulations, Alan. 
Yeah, congrats, Alan. It's good to see that the business still continues to go well. Next, coming up, Forge World have some new Blood Angels muscles. Or models, rather, for those that speak English. First thing I'm going to point out, because I love these minis, is no, I'm still not developing a new Blood Angels army. <laughs> um, as much as I continue being tempted by everything new that comes out. I still haven't brought the rip-off that is Mephiston. I should call it a rip-off because it's literally double the price over here. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know. But, but, but the first thing that that, note, uh, that I noticed when I, uh, I saw these um, were, oh, are these noise marines? Be because of the, the mouthpiece thing. Yeah, I noticed that too, actually. Yeah. I kind of like it, yeah, though. Old noise marines. The design had to come from somewhere. Yeah. It, it's okay. It's just what... Hey, I... I Loyalist or Rardis, then red again. Oh, well, yeah, okay. Yeah. So I like the designs here. Hmm. Um, I mean, it's listed as £50 where I'm looking at. I know that this price changes from country to country depending on where you are. So it's probably 70 over here. Um, you in there. Next uh, up. 62. 62 for Europe. So That's well, not too bad, actually. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's a $24 difference, but I've seen worse from Force World. Uh, Forge World. Well, English is not my strong point today. Now, it should be at the current rate. It's 85, 86 euros. So they hump the price by, what is it, a three and a half bucks euros. A company called White Raven Studio have released... Totally not Catachans. They're calling them Tunnel Rats, but if you're developing a Catachan army, there's three new models that they're in the process of releasing, very much within the Catachan feel. Mm -hmm. So if you would like to build a small squad of Rambo-type people that's totally not for 40k, I'm really loving this. If these had yeah, been coming out last year, they would have been purchased without question for my kill team that I still haven't yeah, finished yet. These are amazing sculpts. I really yeah. like the guy holding uh, holding his dagger, having his uh, his gun on his back. Yeah, he's my favorite too. I like the scar, the scar that he has on his face. Yeah, the, the scar carries over into his uh, bandana. It's in a slightly different spot, though. Slightly, slightly. Yeah. I'd fill it I still in. like I'd it. it in. Yeah, yeah, okay, cool. Uh, All three of them are quite pets. pretty. Yeah, they are. They are. So, um, George Paul yeah, so there's one guy that's got a mohawk and he's got his dagger. He's about to slice somebody's throat. There's another guy that's in a running pose with his rifle. And another guy that's kind of half relaxed, just trying to grimace in somebody's face. Um, they're three very different models, but they very clearly come from the same place. Uh, plus, the third guy has a beard, which automatically makes him awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, George will pick him up. It prepares to... Uh, isn't long enough, but... Uh, well, you know George. You could always green stuff more, if you're not me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could, you And could. this is the point in the show where I try to pretend that somebody else showed me these models, even though they didn't. Because why on earth would I be talking about these when I'm making jokes later in the show about how much they terrify me? Mm -hmm. So for those that know me in real life or have had similar conversations with me in the past, I am petrified of wasps. I turn into a five-year-old child around wasps and completely freeze and shiver and it's quite hilarious. The reason I mention this is there's a company that's releasing some wasp-type men. Uh, they're from a company called Lucid Eye Miniatures who I have heard of before, but I don't know why. They're actually a multi-part kit too, which is kind of cool. Uh, it's $10, for, sorry, 10 pounds. Pounds? Yeah, pounds for three of them. And they're metal minis, which is the only downside. I know, I'm in the small group of people that doesn't like metal. I am 100% buying some of these, 100%. As a sort of uh, uh, therapy? No, I've been wanting to do something like this for a long time. The only thing missing, I want a giant monster wasp. Somebody make me one. Okay. I don't care where it's from. Somebody make me one. Develop it in 3D. I will pay you for it. 
and I will have to buy a 3D printer, um, assuming it looks okay. Like, I've been wanting to do this for a while. Yes, it's because it's my fear, but what... If you're going to introduce a monster into D&D or something, of course you're going to draw from what you're scared of. Yeah, makes sense, makes sense. What I'm thinking of you could do is get a, a, a G-Dub kit from, uh, say, a Targon... Uh, 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 crazy ass lags instead of the uh, tail, but ha- have it elongated uh, and buy a kid's toy uh, for a wasp. And I haven't seen it yet. On there. Now, you know, I, um, uh, I do have a giant ant, which is in a box somewhere. And it's like, literally, it's a giant ant. It's like four inches long. That was made by... Yeah, you, you, you... No, I can't think of who they're called. They're, they're another local company. And I was actually going to convert that at one point, but then I realized it didn't quite look right. So I okay. kept it as a giant ant. Yeah, no. Well, if you have to spare time, eventually, you, you could do something like that. Yeah. If I had any skill whatsoever, so, I could sculpt one, but I have no skill whatsoever. <laughs> I'm also scared of green so, stuff. You... Not really. <laughs> well, you could do. So... If there's anyone who wants to take up uh, the Bruce's challenge, please contact him. Or if you know of a miniature that is a giant monster wasp, let me know so that I can give somebody money. Well, reasonably. And that's about the news, I believe. Yeah, pretty much. Dream, blue, crying, paint. What have you been up to hobby-wise? I know you've been very busy with a certain table. Um, so I've been working on uh, the, the Polycom board. Uh, I added uh, a couple of a bit of netting to the sides of walls that were cut out, so you get ramps. Uh, I haven't posted a picture of it yet because it was full of pins. And I've tried to smoothen things out with the platform I put on top, get that level, but uh, it's proving to be a pain in the ass. They and often I are. Painted- yeah, yeah, it, 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 uh, I'm, it's getting there, but it's going slowly. And I painted the first bit of the river, so I Which just had nice. a bit of yeah. I had green lying around, and I, I played around a bit with just uh, get, grabbing a roller, uh, painting it green, and while it's wet, uh, doing a smudge of uh, brown in the middle, and rolling it out. So you you got a dark effect in the middle. It was okay. It wasn't the best, but it'll work once I put some uh, uh, clear coat on it. So some shiny varnish or some resin. Not sure yet. Well, just to help you relax and not overthink anything too much, I just want to remind you that you only have 16 days left to finish the table because I'm a really nice <laughs> yeah, guy like that. I know. You're not the only one that, that has reminded me of that. Um, Aren't I so nice? Yeah, yeah, you are very nice. Um, <laughs> luckily, I'm also running a, a, a competition on the uh, Drop Commander Forum. Well, there are two competitions running at the moment. You can vote on them, I mean. Um, so that, that's this is what I finished. This one? Nah, the the unit design competition. Oh, so that's right. That's right. It. So it was just purely uh, doing uh, the stats for it and a bit of a story. Um, it currently has 16 votes, and the Arnhem Assault class, uh, sorry, the Arnhem Arch uh, is in the lead slightly over the NYX uh, Destroyer. Destroy being a PHR one with as either uh, uh, nano machines, uh, white nano machines, or black nano machines to repair or destroy uh, ships, carrying what you want. And the Arnhem class is basically uh, uh, taken from World War Two, the old gliders, and just uh, landing, crushing uh, a sector. And deploying uh, troops via that way. I kind of like that so, idea. Yeah, kind of. Also, kinda that cool one's not based on replicators, yeah, so that's good. <laughs> I watch Stargate. Replicators can all die. Yeah, they can. Uh, I, I no, both ideas are really good. Yeah, uh, they are all 
quite interesting. Uh, quite a lot are designed around uh, supporting um, uh, supporting the already existing uh, uh, models. So uh, giving your fleet, of, your, one is for instance the uh, junk cruiser, so for the resistance. So basically, you self self destruct, and you you get to place uh, debris fields. Nice, yeah. So, so that's quite an interesting way. I hadn't thought about that that myself. So yeah. With the um, monitors and stuff being introduced, there is more of that in the game now than there needed than there was before. But I do still think there's a gap in there that you can fill in with this sort of stuff. So it's good that there's people developing things that they don't have as opposed to, I'm just going to create the most badass ship ever. They're actually introducing things that add yeah, to the game, not just yeah, to their own force. And even if it's just for a single mission, that would be interesting to do. So defend a log logistic boat or uh, defend your uh, uh, your glove barges. That's that's something interesting to do as mi mission-wise in a campaign, for mm. instance, and gives you a um, reason to kick bash. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if the winner actually does decide to do that. Yeah, we'll see. We'll Consider see. yourself so challenged. If <laughs> if you haven't voted yet, please go vote. Uh, as for the drop someone, um, uh, voting is also still open. Um, we have nine votes in, and the surveillance is uh, in the lead by a long shot. Next is the West River Apartments. Um, both are extremely uh, nice builds. Um, and they also have some rules attached to them. Uh, well, go check them out. Um, I thought it was an interesting idea uh, from both of them to give the buildings a couple of uh, rules. Well, I know of one person that still needs to vote. I'm not going to yes. mention any names because it will incriminate me. I haven't voted yet. I haven't had the chance. I do have it up. I just haven't had the chance. Well, log in and vote, you bastard. Make me. After, after, after the show, I'll make you. Well, I already logged in before we started. <laughs> also, maybe 30 seconds ago. Okay, okay. Well, yeah. what, what have you been up to? Um, time. So, through the power of editing, we haven't started this conversation and I remember to do something. It's just completely fresh. I just, just straight off the top of my head. I've been working on Bone Ripper, which is obviously Thankwell's fifth party. I'm not 100% sure how many Bone Rippers there have been yet. Um... So he's actually a kid I brought somewhere between six and eight months ago. Um, I did build him pretty quickly, but after building him, I didn't touch him for a while because I had all of the other Skaven stuff. Then uh, this looks I had um, the Bushido stuff. Then I have Marvel stuff that I'm still working on. I'm working on this guy as a break from the Marvel stuff, just to mm -hmm. clear my head a bit. And also I was kind of... I haven't had a chance to work on a lot because... It's kind of been hot in Australia, you might have heard. Yeah, um, there was a bit of a fire over there or something. A couple of them, yeah. Thankfully, not. Yeah, well, yeah. there was one that was close to me, but it wasn't for, it wasn't for very long. Um, I had a couple of friends that was out that way, but everybody I know was safe. Oh, good to um, For that matter, anybody that has been supporting those efforts, thank you very much. Uh, there's been a few hobby companies that have actually put up like genuine attempts to raise money for it and stuff as well. Uh, we shared a couple of them, uh, or I did. So anybody that's been supporting those or been part of those, thank you very much. Uh, I know there's quite a few. Victoria Miniatures is the one that comes to Miniatures right now. So um, is what comes to mind right now. Uh, I know there's another one that we shared, but I am forgetting it right now. But I sent you some very quick pictures of what I was working on. Yeah, a really nice giant rat rat should always be giant he'd be right at home in the middle of new york uh or london apparently oh, i've never heard about london having rat problems not in modern day anyway well uh, they get bigger the closer you get to parliament apparently ah <laughs> oh, that's the other company um jb painting which is a commission painting was giving away the offer it uh, was giving off a free commission character model um, for anybody that was donating 
to certain charities. Mm-hmm. Kind of similar to a certain model that did that that we won't talk about. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's been the main thing I've been working on. Um, I've brought a little bit more terrain. It all still needs to be built, including a certain jail thing. Um, <laughs> I was wondering about that. No, nah, well, I just... I haven't had the chance to some extent. It's an excuse, but it's what I'm sticking with. When you're in 35, 37, 39 degree days, I don't trust that the glue is going to dry properly. It's going to dry too fast before it soaks in and stuff. I don't know how legit that is, but that's how my mind works. I know that's how it works with paint. Yes, I know that wet palettes are an option, but it's also an easy way to ruin your sponge. That's how my last sponge got ruined. And if it's that hot, I'm kind of sitting in front of the fan going, oh, I can't be bothered. <laughs> just, the big just thing I've been working on this fortnight, though, I definitely haven't made the decision that I'm buying a 3D resin printer. I'm definitely not doing that. And it's definitely not going to be either the Anycubic Photon or the Elegumars or the Epax X1. <laughs> though, given that I caught a company locally trying to sell the Epax X1 by falsely advertising it, and when I nicely tried to point that out, they accused me of libel. Um, I'm not going to be buying that one. That made my decision easier. I haven't purchased anything yet. It's most likely going to be the Anycubic Mars. Sorry, um, the Anycubic Photon. But it's going to depend on prices when I actually pull the trigger, which is going to be a few months at this point. Um, I wanted to say, Young, you've got a whole year ahead of you. Yeah, look. If I'm going the resin, it's likely going to be more used for miniature and busts than it is going to be for terrain because the build plate on those is much smaller. Mm-hmm. Well, within the affordable range, anyway. Yeah, but it gives me a place to start. Well. Yeah. I'd like to kind of use it as my way around some of the tokens that, that I'd like to create. I don't know. Once I've had a play with it and get more confident with it, maybe I can look at doing some stuff in my game again. Or some stuff that's available for Patreons in the future, maybe. Hmm. I'll have to say. Interesting. I can't make any plans in it because I could get it and I could be crap. <laughs> or you could not get it or completely undecided yet. Well, no, I'm definitely getting one. I just haven't decided which one. I'm leaning towards the Photon only because that's significantly cheaper right now. But the yeah. special on that, although it keeps on getting extended, will eventually end and yeah. it may end before I can purchase it. We'll say, <gasps> excuse me. Well, if you don't need to worry about yourself. You won't run out of anything to paint at the moment. Oh, no, definitely not. So just save up and, and look, uh, look around. So no need to rush this at the moment. No, yeah. There's something that you and I both signed up to that we chatted briefly about last week during our news. Mm-hmm. You I've already do quite a lot of work. Already with them. Um, I've signed up for TT Agents. Um, I think you've got a stronger chance than I do for obvious reasons. But uh, well, I've yeah. already been accepted. Well, you definitely have a better chance than me, then. <laughs> so no, they, had, they had quite a bit of uh, emails one, from people who want to sign up or want to know uh, yeah. more about it. So I know Chris is uh, quite busy doing that. Uh, when I signed up, there was one other uh, uh, one other person online as well. And uh, the app you, you get to, to play around with. I, I know there's one other guy there, out there. I'm not going to name names. Um, if I understand... Chris, correctly, there's loads of emails he has to go through. Yeah, there's tons of them from what I understand as well. I finally filled it out. I want to say Friday. I'm not 100% sure on that. Look, it's no secret I do a lot more hobby than I do of playing. Uh, It is a game that I try to support very strongly locally, specifically at House of War, but I did have another hobby store that actually asked me about the game. I don't remember when it was, but it wasn't that long ago. I try to support it as much as I can. I go to events and stuff. This helps. Look, the only reason I looked at it is because I'm passionate for the business. Um, That's not going to change regardless. Um, And hey, I'm the first one to throw up my hand and say, I don't have a lot of games. So if there's other people in my area that that do have more games, better off going to that person. And then I'll support that person as much as I can. Yeah, like going to their events and uh, playing uh, in a tournament or two. 
<clears throat> yeah, no, we'll Sorry, be cool. my um, well, eh, no worries. I had other well back as well. Um, it's a uh, TT Engines. It's a point. So you you points awarded for what you, you do. So either a demo or uh, an event, there are different points for uh, and a campaign I saw as well. Uh, and you, yeah, the perks everyone has read online. Uh, so from just t-shirts and uh, a demo book of minis as well uh, for you to paint up and demo with to exclusive miniatures to call your own. And yep. There's actually an event coming up here in March that I've been asked if I will demo at. Um, I'm definitely going to try and be there. I just don't know if I have the time off yet. I'll find that out tomorrow when I ask my boss. Fingers crossed. But I've got to work on being able to get there first. I will mention what that event is later. Anything else you wanted to mention about the TT agents before I slide into game talk? No. Uh, if you think you're, uh, you you want to apply, apply. Have fun. Definitely. If you want to grow the scene in your area, look, they're not. It's not going to happen if there's nobody supporting the game. Get some. Get some friends together and apply. Yeah. If you've got two or three people playing, at that point you'll have people that'll start to ask, and that's when you approach. Look at it as this is a game that I want to play. I want to play it more with other people. Please help me get other people. That that would yes. be my suggestion. Because yes. it's about supporting and growing the game yes. as opposed to supporting, uh, as opposed to don't look at it as the bonuses. I mean, it's great that there are bonuses, but yeah, look yeah, at it, but you want, it for what it, the it, gaming it, community gets. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Talk nerdy to me. This week, this week, the guys from Atomic Mass Games showed us the Asgardians coming up for Marvel Crisis Protocol. So we have Valkyrie, Thor, Hela, and the best character in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Loki. Uh, I don't think that there's going to be much argument about that. Side me. <laughs> These are based on the comics, but the same argument applies. Loki is awesome. I am a big fan of Thor. But yeah, so I thought we'd have a bit of a chat because... It's only because you're... I don't joking. know if anybody's noticed, but I kind of like this Marvel game a little bit. I might have talked about it once, maybe twice, an episode. Mm, quite a lot. Yeah. I'm a fanboy of the product. So. so the first card that they showed us was Valkyrie. For those that are not familiar with the character name, this is the Asgardian that Thor found on the other planet during Thor Ragnarok. Uh, there's actually been several Valkyries over the years. This one's based on a person called Brunhilde. Uh, if I've said that wrong, I apologize. But that's how they said it on the pot on the mass transmissions thing. Mm -hmm. uh, Valkyrie has... she got six wounds. She's got a medium movement. Her height is two, and she's a threat of three. Um, her defenses in all three are three. More for your benefit, Michelle. So the fist is a physical attack. The yellow one mm -hmm. is an energy attack. And the blue eye is a mystic attack. We haven't really seen many mystic ones yet, but there is one coming up. Oh. So I'm, her, I'm, checking, her uh, first... I'm checking the cards as well. Yeah. And, uh, I'm so the speaking, artwork is very much based on the character from the comic, not from yeah. the actress in the movie. Yeah. Just in case people are wondering, their basic strike has a range of two, has, sorry, has range two, five strength, so you're getting to roll five dice, doesn't cost you any power. After this attack is resolved, this power gains power equal to the damage dealt, which is a fairly common one. Um, power, for those that don't know, is what they end up using to use their more powerful abilities. She also has a dragon fang attack. Both of these are physical, by the way. Same range, seven dice this time, and it costs three power. After this attack is resolved, the target character gains the bleed special condition, which is good. Um, basically, they end up taking damage at the end of their activation. If you roll wilds, you get a flurry, which after this attack is resolved, this character may, may make a strike attack. So you can become a blender, basically. Um, I don't think... That links again, though, but I don't know for a fact because I didn't really bring it up that I noticed. But either way, like for three power, that's that's going to do some damage. And it's nice to see. Um, I, I, I've skipped ahead a bit, and I see uh, Thor uh, uh, 
goes up in power. Uh, Mystic down a bit. Uh, it's the same. Hella, uh, the the queen of hell has four. He uh, has three, uh, but a four in mystics, uh, and it's quite interesting uh, to see. On Valkyrie, she has an ability that costs two called Asgardian Might. Uh, you can choose a terrain feature or an or a character, sorry, enemy character that mm -hmm. is size two or less, and you get to throw them two. Oh, sorry, that's within two, and you get to throw them short. Uh, but you can only do this once per turn. So Dr. Octopus has something similar to this. So does Spider-Man and a few others. You can throw cars at people and so on and so forth. It's a superhero uh, thing. You want to throw cars at people. Yeah, 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 of course. That's the, the standard thing in comics. Um, charge, which costs two. Uh, this character may immediately make a move action followed by an attack action. Uh, this superpower can only be used once per turn. So that's very similar to um, Baron McPurpleface guy. Um, I wonder what, uh, what what did the Hulk have to, to compare uh, compare the throwing distance with? Uh, that Do I can know, find later. Um, just quickly finishing this lady off. Yeah. Warrior of Legend costs two. During the next attack made by this character this turn, it may change one die to a hit for each wild. Wild. And I think the other one's a hit in its attack roll. Doesn't matter. Just but yeah, you, you get to manipulate your dice, uh, yeah. which is nice. I mean, you are. You are, obviously, that is gamble. If you spend those two power and you have an awesome roll anyway, then it's a waste of two power, but it's still worthwhile. The very last one is Asgardian, which is going to be a common one. During the power phase, this character gets an additional power. So all of the Asgardians are starting with two powers, not just one, uh, which in her case means she's going to be able to use most of her abilities straight up if she wants to. Nice. Yeah. On her flip side, her flip the, only side that the only thing that changes is her wounds go down by one. Otherwise, Thor is awesome. Thor is a big, big boy, which shouldn't surprise anybody. I will go quickly. He, most of his stats are around the same. He's got the six wounds, though. He's still medium. His height is still two, but his threat is five. His physical and energy goes up. He's slightly weaker in mind, which makes sense because he gets tricked by um, Loki all the time. His strike is very similar, uh, except if he gets a wild, he gets to throw before damage is dealt. So he punches somebody and they go flying. Uh, he's got a hammer throw. After the attack is resolved, Tarek gains shock. He has God of Thunder. Oh, sorry. Hammer throw costs one. God of Thunder costs six. It's an area attack so anybody that's within two gets hit by it and it's seven dice that's the big one something the affiliation asgard is the other main one on this that i want to talk about quickly at the start of each of your turns one allied character may spend one power if they do remove one damage or one special condition from that character each allied character may use this uh, may use this leadership once per round mm-hmm the Asgards are going to be hard Sorry. to take down. That, that's going to be very handy. He's got an ability, which is for Asgard, uh, which basically means that he can move after he makes a strike. It's a little bit more to it than that. But, uh, strongest Why would you Avenger. use leadership, uh, Bruce? Strongest Avenger basically get, is the throw thing, except he gets to throw size less. Again, you can only use it once per turn. As Guardian is the same, he has flight because he's Thor. Of course, he has flight. Uh, his other side is largely the same, but his wounds go up to eight. So if you manage to take him out the first time, good luck getting him out the second. Um, he's a leader that's going to be hard to take down, which is nice. Hella, very quickly, six wounds. Everything else is relatively the same. She's four threat. Her defenses are all four. She has a health lord spade, uh, blade rather. Um, after the which is the same, it's area two, five dice. Uh, after the attacks resolved, it's the same thing. This one gives bleed, similar to the original one. She has an ability called claim soul. It's within range four, 
if this attack deals damage after the attack is resolved, this character gains one captured soul token, which is going to come up a bit later. This is a big thing for her. You Welcome back, Michelle. Soul. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, she can claim souls. So this is a little bit of a difference between in the movies and in the comics. Because in the comics, mm -hmm. she actually was the Queen of Hell, mm -hmm. which is where the name comes from. I, I also find it interesting that they've included so. the blade thing. Because in the comics, she didn't throw the swords. That's something that specifically came from the movies, which I'm glad that changed because it was awesome. Um, the claim soul costs two, by the way. And you got six dice on it, so it should be fairly decent. She's got a rain of hell for four. Um, if the character has the bleed special condition, then it does not count wild results as successes when defending against the block. That's going to be useful. Wilds for her means that it's explosive before damage is dealt. Other enemy characters within two of the car sorry, within the target suffer one damage. And that's just a plain suffer one damage. So that's automatic damage. Um, this, this would be a good comment if you're playing them together. Yeah, definitely. Because she yeah. Uh, the next one's where the, where the captured soul tokens come in. She has a free ability called Army of Hell. Discode mm -hmm. one to three soul tokens. During the next attack made by this character's turn, add one die to the attack for each captured soul that was discarded. So Reign of Hell with a potential mm -hmm. three more dice, giving you ten dice on it. Ooh. And then potentially you're getting that explosive thing on top of it. Hella might have become the, the most dangerous person in this game. She oh, also gets the Asgardian thing. Um, she has ability Goddess of Death. When another character is dazed or KO, this character gains a captured soul token. This character may have a maximum of three souls at any time. So you can't spam it too much. But she's going to be capturing souls quite quickly. On her flip side... She goes down to four wounds, but otherwise it's the same. So, last but not least, let's get to everybody's favourite character. Your favourite character, you mean? Loki is awesome. Loki is a crook. The only downside of this... Actually, no, it's not a downside. Um, he has the smaller horns like in the comics, not the really huge ones like in the movie. But that just means they're not going to break as easy. <laughs> Loki is the first person in the game... They can hold the infinity gems and you get the cards for this in this box, uh, specifically the mind and the space stone. Loki is again, very similar five health. Everything else is the same. He has four in the uh, mystic defense, three in everything else. He's never been a huge physical character. Mm -hmm. His strike is I the same as the I other ones that have been. Him to be Okay, I had expected Loki to be a bit less powerful uh, and having a bit, uh, because of his mischief, being a five or something. So being two, three, five yeah. would, make, would, have, would have made sense to me. Yeah, that makes sense to me as well. It's possible maybe that might have been too strong, like too much defense, but mm -hmm. I don't know. He strikes very similar to the other ones we've already read doesn't have any special on it. It's mm. just the it gains power equal to the damage. He has mm -hmm. a Frost Blast. It's another Blast Radius. This one is the three. So it's an area of effect, sorry. Uh, using four dice. This one also costs you four. Sorry, um, sorry, also costs you nothing. If the attack deals damage after the attack is resolved, the target character gains the slow condition. So this is so where we start to see him manipulating things. Yeah. But it doesn't give you any ability to gain power, so that's your trade-off. But I still think I'd prefer the Frost Blast, personally. Um, if you go slow, it means that you lose actions. So you can only do one uh, thing instead of two. Uh, okay. Illusions, up to range four, six dice, cost you three. And this is and the this first one in the game that has a double trigger. So you've got to have two wilds come up. So this is not going to happen very often. After this attack is resolved... You may advance the target character in its speed after the advance is resolved 
all other characters within two of the target suffer one damage. So you've just taken damage and now you're on the other side of the board. What a shame. And all of your friends are hurt as a result. He's playing around. Cost you two. Before rolling an attack or defense dice, you may use this superpower. During the attack, this character adds blanks to its to its attack or defense. That's good. Um, especially if you roll like I do. And blanks are empty, uh, empty dice? Blanks are empty, yeah. So blanks normally don't do anything. Trickster cost three. When this target is targeted by an attack, you may use this power. So this is in, in reaction. This character makes a short advance. If at the end of the advance you're outside, then they can't do it anymore. Oh, what a shame. They still get to, they, they have to choose to do something else, basically. Yeah, but that's a line of sight or range. Yes. So you could do both. Uh, you, you can, you can, yeah. So you, it, it's either would be yeah. sufficient. Now, although Loki is not technically Asgardian, he still has the Asgardian power. So he still gets the extra power. His last thing, God of Mischief. Uh, while within four of this character, enemy characters must spend one power before doing an attack or a superpower. So he's very much about the manipulation. I think I'm going to be playing with Asgardians. I like the manipulation side of things. None of this really feels broken, but it definitely lends to my playstyle. Well, you need to uh, uh, record a game soon, then. I am actually hoping to be able to do that. Okay. I have been in talks with somebody from the House of War, but he is not ready to play with his minis yet. Okay. Well, you need to paint the Joe. Paint up the Jill, see the, uh, show with him, and then he'll probably be motivated to painting as well. Oh, yeah. It's, um, yeah, it, it's just one of those things. I'm... I'm loving everything to do with this game so far. Now, you had a question about Hulk. Yeah, I had a question about Hulk. Okay. Hulk has 20 wounds. He moves short. Mm -hmm. He's four height and is six threat. He's got but two defense on physical. Uh, asking, and... uh, how far can he throw characters? Good question. That was my, my question. Yeah. Because the Valkyrie could do that. So, strongest one there is. Choose an interactive terrain feature or enemy character, both of size 4 or less, within range 2, and you can throw at medium. So he can throw bigger than she is, mm -hmm. and he can pick up something bigger too. Okay, cool. So to give context to that, the buildings that are available for the game right now are only mm -hmm. size 3, so it's bigger again. Yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The downside of Hulk is that his defense is the weaker. Um, he's got a yeah. two in oh, sorry, two physical, two energy, and three in the mental stuff, which goes in line. I mean, he takes damage. He's just really hard to take down. Yeah, he's, And unlike he's 20, everybody yeah. else, he doesn't flip. Where you have a damage side on everybody else, mm -hmm. he is just one side. So once you take him out, he's gone. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Makes sense, because you need to put quite a bit of effort into killing him. Yeah. Well, you can't really kill the Hulk, of course, but you know what I mean. You could knock him out temporarily and turn him back into Bruce. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. Till there, somewhere. So otherwise, some upcoming events we have. You're going to be at Poldercon on the 2nd of February. Mm -hmm. yes, You're going to be I demoing am. Drop Zone Commander and... Everybody should be coming to see you. Uh, yeah, they should. And if they're not coming to see you, they should be coming to see you. Poldagon.nl is the website. Yes, it is. It is. It is. Tabletop. Oh, sorry. TT Combat and Warlord have both offered some goodies. Yes. And when the Warlord bits are already in, the TT Combat stuff is still uh, en route. Yeah. It does take a little while for things to ship. Uh, there, there was something Friday and then a Christmas and people ordering a lots of stuff. Yep. Uh, so uh, they, they had a bit of a backlog. That makes which sense. Which is a good thing. Um, CanCon is coming up this weekend, as in the one that 
when this goes live, it'll be the one that you're approaching. Starts January 25th, ends January 27th. So CanCon is an annual event run by a Canberra-based gaming society. Biggest tournament scene in the country, without question, for pretty much every game you know of. Uh, Marvel won't be there because it didn't exist by the time it sold out. <laughs> well, well, sorry, tables-wise. PAX X is the event we were talking about previously. That's going to be at Pakenham in Victoria on the 14th of March. It's a free event run at the Outlook Community Centre, which is 24 Tumuk Valley Road. My intention is to demo Drop Fleet. I just need to make sure I can have the day off so that I can actually go. Drop is an amazing game, and I think more people need to know that. Otherwise... Arguments for me. Yep. Everybody should be playing more games, especially me. That's why I say it all the time. As always, if you like listening to us, if you like listening to Michelle, thank you, Michelle, for coming along and not having everybody listen to just me, which is what was going to be the plan at one point. <laughs> you're welcome. Although we did kind of listen to you because you're in love with, with the certain you finish with. I, I have a wonderful voice. It's not my fault that I like listening to it. <laughs> Facebook.com slash getting tabled. Twitter at getting tabled, which we need to use more. The website is getting tabled.weebly.com. Uh, that has links to literally everything else. The Patreon is still there. It is technically live. We're still working out on our rewards and our levels. Please follow us, but we are asking you not to contribute at this time because we would like to be able to tell you what you're getting first. Our Discord will be coming public at a date sometime soon. Uh, not specifically because of Patreon, but it will become available soon. Otherwise, play more games. Thank you. 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 For listening to Getting Table, music used in this podcast was created by Eric Mataris at soundimage.org. I'm going to have so much editing.